If you missed last week's episode, we spoke with one of our reporters, Janine Tate, about the status of the campus and the response of some faculty and staff to this pandemic. We also talked about the Ram Pantry, the Fresno City College Food Bank, that is still handing out food to students in need. This week, we'll touch base with Tom Fow, our faculty supervisor, who has been holding training sessions for Zoom to teach interested in students how to better use the program. We'll also be discussing a virtual address given by FCC President Carol Goldsmith and other members of her administration, as well as a transition from in-person to online classes for band and choir at Fresno City. My name is John Brute. And I'm Ben Hensley. And this is The Herd. It is Wednesday, April 29th. How are you doing, Ben? Oh, I'm doing okay. Yeah? How about you? You know, I think it's... I'm doing fine. I think it's interesting because everyone that I've spoke with recently has been kind of um, dodging that question because <laughs> everyone <laughs> everyone knows that they're not doing all right, but to go into it would be to, you know, be a little too much. So <laughs> I think it's interesting. Everyone's overwhelmed about talking about how not okay they really are right now, right? right yeah, or <laughs> pretending like they're okay by going out and doing other stuff, you know. You know, and, and I think it's it's a good opportunity for us to talk and really, I suppose, separate the difference between okay and different. Right. Because really, I mean, it, it, in reality, right now, considering everything that's going on, yes, I am okay. Yes, you know, a lot of us are okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's It's different. Um, and it's not okay in a normal sense. It, it's right. not okay in a, hey, let's go out and, hey, hit up TGI Fridays it's this weekend. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not the same okay that we're used to, I, I suppose. Um, you know, as a, as a sports guy, <laughs> yeah, that's how okay I'm doing. Exactly. Um, Entertainment editor here, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're kind of short on events, and really, I I love how the the entertainment and the sports editor, or actually, well, what am I talking about? Editor in chief now. Good lord, ex sports editor. <laughs> um, I think it's funny that we're the ones that are you know hosting this podcast because all of our events have been taken away from us. Right. Um, but so really, they've been taken this. away from everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is the new normal, and again, it just you know, I guess re-identify the the term okay because exactly. we're really re-identifying a lot of things and part uh, of this right new, now and part of this new normal is figuring out the logistics of how to and in this case especially for us how to um, report the news and and for a lot of our, our the people that we report for our our audience is figuring out how to teach online and how to uh, incorporate this kind of weird limbo we're in where you know we're having to teach from home or learn from home and also having to you know balance everything else going on all at once um while continuing with the education that you know people signed up for um so we're going we uh have scheduled an interview with tom thou and we're going to speak with him here uh, in just a few moments Hi, Tom. Hi there. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Mm, not too bad. Getting through it. You know, everything's going kind of well for for us. Um, are you trying to get through everything? Yes, I am. I think, you know, everybody's kind of feeling these uh, new changes. So, uh, yeah, I am doing good. My family is also doing well as well. Thank you for asking. Of course. Yeah, no, it's all important that we check in with each other, especially, you know, right now during these difficult times. Um, so, 
if you can just give uh, give us a little bit about what you do um, during normal circumstances. What are you, what's your normal day to day? Yes. Uh, so for my normal day to day, I am a, a faculty supervisor at the Tutorial Center at Fresno City College, and so uh, I supervise the Tutorial Center, uh, which uh, includes some of the drop in uh, subjects uh, like physics, uh, biology, chemistry, and I also supervise the uh, computer lab, which is mm. one of the biggest. A computer lab in the library and so we uh, make sure that we have enough service that are available for these students who comes in to you know get the services uh, mainly they're there just to do their academic work uh, make sure that they are uh, get their homework assignments turned in on time and mm-hmm. also provide additional help if they ever need help on like computer access or basic computer program uh, help like saving a file transferring you know a word document to pdf or uh just margins and printings and Mm -hmm. that sort of you know service on the computer lab right okay and so how has that changed in light of the campus closing and um the pandemic how has your um operation changed oh uh it has it has have a big impact on Mm -hmm. uh on us uh so much that we are not able to be there in person to help the students. And mm-hmm. now, because of the lack of computer service that are, you know, since that stu- students are not able to go onto campus to access the computers to use for their academic work, uh, the service that we provide on Zoom, uh, now we have transferred some of the uh, tutoring service onto Zoom now. Mm-hmm. However, uh, the number of students that are coming in to get service are very limited. Uh, the number is not as high as it was when we still had the uh, face-to-face service that was available on campus. So, gotcha. yeah, so it has made a big uh, impact on uh, students getting the, getting access to the services. Hmm. So did the decision to give Zoom training, uh, did it come right after the decision to go online for the rest of the spring semester? Or was there a significant number of faculty having issues with the software and maybe that needed a prompt to training? You know, uh, I, I think we, some of the faculty was, uh, we did have a meeting about, mm-hmm. you know, what would be the best way for us to continue service, you know, to mm-hmm. provide service to the students who need the services. And so we did, and, the, and then uh, one of the department in the tutorial center, which is the, I believe the reading and writing center, they have been using Zoom uh, to kind of do uh, to help with the reading or the uh, essay portion of it. And so they say that they have had some successful with using Zoom. And so we thought that, you know, we would give it a try because uh, how else will we be able to continue the service if we don't use Zoom as kind of like a, a program to allow students to come in, to see us, to talk to us. And maybe tutors could also, in a way, provide, use Zoom to provide that, that help to the students. So uh, it was actually uh, a meeting right after the uh, campus was announced that it's going to be closing. So uh, it was, uh, I would say, that a quick decision that all the faculty have, you know, has to make during that time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what would you say there are some things people struggle with um, the most and how do you resolve that kind of um, a user manual or like an FAQ on the maybe top three or five um, biggest issues they have with Zoom? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think there, I, I believe there are like kind of two parts to it. Uh, the first part is 
tutors providing the you know uh, the service using Zoom, and so mm-hmm. uh, we have to make sure that we have all this uh, account set up for so that tutors could be logged in and they could be available uh, during a specific time that we set for the tutorial service to be available for students. Mm-hmm. And we have to kind of get all this account set up first, and then get tutors trained on it. Uh, the good thing was that most of the tutors that are working with us has been using Zoom in some form or, you know, for their classes. So it wasn't so hard for us to kind of train them how to use it. Uh, so it was a lot easier. But uh, the other issue or the other, uh, I would say, that challenge that now we're experiencing is that students that who do not have, well, students who haven't been exposed to Zoom or don't know what Zoom is or they do not or they're not like tech savvy, computer savvy. Mm-hmm. It's hard for them to find the links to come and you know get the service or find the links to connect to the uh, Zoom where the tutor is available to help them on the subject. So uh, that it's one of the uh, I would say that it's it has been kind of like a uh, for us it's a learning curve on a regular day you know daily on a regular basis mm-hmm. where how can we find ways to you know uh, increase this. Um, uh, links so that I, I think there it's a way that students may not have the correct links to get mm-hmm. to us. So how can we as, you know, faculties and tutors and how can we develop that uh, link so that students can use? And so it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of been like a, a challenge that we are still working towards Gotcha. And I know, yeah, you mentioned there's a learning curve and we're on Zoom right now. And I know in like all of my classes, too, there's someone having some issue with Zoom. Um, But for the most part, it seems to be, uh, you know, uh, a good software to use um, and something that has been beneficial to teaching. Yes, it is. I I think, you know, like I said earlier, is if you get if you use it once, then you it's a lot easier for the user again. Uh, mm-hmm. I really think that it's really for friendly user uh, interface. Uh, at the beginning when we were using it, it's, you know, for us who are kind of like, we have, we, we hold to a pro account. So we're able to kind of uh, manipulate it, change all, a lot of the settings to where, mm-hmm. it, you know, we could create a password to each of the Zoom, Zoom room or accounts. So that anytime when students log in, they have to have the account just so that, you know, uh, we could uh, protect the Zoom, the account, just so that mm-hmm. we don't, you know, we don't, we're not that vulnerable to hackers because of all the news that has been, you know, going around mm-hmm. about hackers, you know, interrupting the sessions and that sort of stuff. So we've been trying to kind of on our end do that. But uh, we also noticed that, as I mentioned earlier, students do not know how to get to it so at this you know when we were developing and training some of the staff that we have we were also developing some sort of kind of like how to Mm -hmm. uh just we didn't distribute to the whole campus uh you know as a manual or user manual but we gave it out to some of the staff that are in our department so that they could utilize that you know uh kind of manual with uh, guys when they do come across issues that uh, they don't know how to resolve it, and mm-hmm. if they follow that guy and they're not sure how to use it, then maybe we could step in and uh, try to resolve that w- with them. 
So you mentioned some cybersecurity issues or, or worries you might have. Do you recommend using a password-protected Zoom session? Uh, are there any other safety fe- features you would recommend right now? You know, I don't know too much about other, you know, face-to-face uh, uh, applications or programs. Uh, so I think for right now, uh, because I'm used to Zoom, uh, I'm not a Zoom representative. So mm-hmm. I think that I would, I would say that in order for us to protect or at least, you know, do our part to help protect or at least provide some sort of security, it's best to use a password-protected Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoom room. Uh, that would be one of the first steps to provide that security for for your room for the Zoom account that you are using to host any uh, conference or any sessions with students. Yes. Gotcha. Thank you. My name is John Bruce. I'm talking to Tom Thao, and you're listening to the Herd. So why would we use Zoom as opposed to another service like maybe Skype or um, I know it's Apple, but FaceTime, something like that? Uh, I think that, you know, uh, because Zoom, it's uh, at the time, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we didn't have a lot of options at the time. Uh, There Mm -hmm. weren't a lot of staff who was using a different app or different program to provide the service. So uh, some of the staff that like the Reading and Writing Center, they were they were already using the Zoom app to provide the mm-hmm. service. So they felt that it, it is one of the most sufficient uh, programs that we could use to continue the service. So we mm-hmm. just agree on it because they have already experienced with some sort of uh, positive uh, result on it. So that's why we continue with that. And we just went over that. We didn't look into other app, as you mentioned, uh, Skype or uh, Apple, uh, you know, uh, FaceTime, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, and so uh, we are where we are now because we've, you know, we have had some success. Gotcha. So obviously, this is a big transition in the middle of a semester where most faculty were expecting to teach in-person classes. What responses have you seen from instructors? Is there frustration, fear, general understanding? Uh, I don't interact with instructor as much. So uh, I don't know if, you know, they are also experiencing difficulties on that, but I'm sure, you know, there may be some uh, faculties or instructors may, that are experiencing some uh, sort of uh, difficulties in terms of, uh, trans- you know, transitioning from in-person class to Zoom or to mm-hmm. online classes at all, you know. Uh, but I do have, you know, uh, some students who, uh, you know, mentioned to me that they are having difficulty coming in and uh, also, uh, you know, navigating a lot of the uh, online uh, resource and also uh, Mm. their class information. So we sometimes we kind of have to step in and help them walk through Canvas to just to make sure that they get to where they need to be and kind of find out the uh, class assignments and their um, uh, academic or assignments as well as uh, announcement that the teacher, you know, posts on the Mm. Canvas. Gotcha. How are older students reacting or adjusting to this process? Yeah, I, as I mentioned earlier, I haven't came across, you know, ever since we um, transitioned to online, I haven't Mm -hmm. seen or come across a lot of older students, but I'm 
probably will assume that they may have some sort of a difficulty because when we were when we still have the face-to-face computer lab uh, open, or the computer lab was still open, and we do have a lot of older students that mm-hmm. came into the lab to use the computers, and they are the one that ask for help more often than the younger students. So I would mm-hmm. I would say that just based on that you know information or knowledge, I would say that they are the one that may have more challenge in terms of you know looking for mm-hmm. service. Uh, getting you know connected to the online accounts and maybe even pulling up uh, Canvas, right? Okay. Are there any features most people don't know about for Zoom, but maybe they should? Uh, I you know I think uh, for the general, let's say that if uh, somebody who has already used Zoom before, mm-hmm. uh, they may have already kind of know all the features on it, but. Uh, if some of the students may have not seen it or may have not used it, uh, share screen uh, is one of the features where I think that it's really beneficial for what we have been using uh, for the tutorial service that we provide online. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been kind of you know sitting in on some of the uh, session tutoring session and uh, for example biology session that I sat on yesterday. They were sharing screens of uh, a formula. A biology mm-hmm. formula and so that it's almost the same as uh if it was sitting face to face because the tutor was able to share what you know he or she was writing on a whiteboard and right. that allows the student to see the formula and also to see how the problem was uh calculated and so i think that you know that is one of the uh, things that for sharing screen, Zoom is, uh, I, I think this is a great feature on Zoom. Gotcha. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to add or to tell the FCC student body and staff? Maybe any comments you'd like to make in general? I think right now it is, uh, I would say that because students are kind of still feeling this transition and they still have to adjust to this uh whole notion of where do I go get help? Uh, I think a lot of mm-hmm. students have that question. I, I think that uh, they may need the help, they may need the service, but they don't know where to go now. Uh, before we used to, you know, when we still have campus was still open, students could walk into any, you know, any building or any department and they could ask questions to the front desk person and that person could kind of direct them to the mm. correct department or the service that they may need to go to. And so now, uh, there's, we don't have that available anymore. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think that they have to understand, they have to know how to kind of navigate the, the, the SOC website. Mm-hmm. There is a ton of information on there, but I would say that it's also kind of like a jungle, a forest to even look through that if, you know, uh, the student is not so much, you know, uh, computer savvy. So uh, mm-hmm. it is, I would say that I would recommend students to, you know, if they do have access to computer, to internet at home, to really, you know, browse the FCC website, webpage. Mm-hmm. Uh, click on every other links and just, you know, look through it, kind of learn on a, uh, get used to it, uh, get familiar with, uh, with the webpage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of service, a lot of information on there. Uh, our service for the tutorial center, it's also listed on there. So students mm-hmm. could actually go on to the academic links and 
the, you know, tutorial center will be on there and they could click on that and it will take them to all the uh, tutorial service uh, that will be listed under there. So, and there are tons of other services. So I would, you know, that's one of the recommendations that I would, you know, give to students who are probably right now sitting at home feeling like, where do I go for help? How do I, you know, um, get to uh, this tutoring sessions that I need to? I'm having an exam like in a day or two, and I need to answer these questions before I take the exam. So uh, that would be a great way to kind of find your service because right now there is not that, you know, in face face-to-face person that could provide that service. So yeah, sometimes we have to kind of uh, get out of our comfort zone and learn and get familiarized right. with, yeah, with the information. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, stay safe. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm back here with Ben Hensley. Uh, what did you think about that conversation? Well, I thought it was really insightful. Um, I, you know, to be totally honest, I had never heard of Zoom. Um, until about a month and a half ago. It was the first I had heard of Zoom. Um, and yeah, I thought it was very insightful. I personally haven't had any issues with this, with the uh, with the program, with the, with the process, with the whole Zoom um, situation, but I've talked to some people who have, so it's good to get some clarification on some points. Right. I remember hearing about it um, about two years ago. Uh, my, uh, I, I knew someone who took a class and they used Zoom to communicate across um, across the country. So it, it's, and it's been, so it's been around for a while too, I know. And it's been, it's been pretty useful. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely kept the classes afloat for sure. Right. Well, now we'll cut to uh, one of our reporters and our social media editor, Moises Buitrago, who uh, it's, uh, covered um, the Fresno City College address on coronavirus with Carol Goldsmith, our president. Hey guys. Good to be here. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Not too bad. Oh, as well as I can be doing inside. Tell us a little bit about what you learned at the address. So at the address, I learned that President Goldsmith, along with the Dean of Students, Sean Henderson, one of the main things they plan to do is implement a online commencement ceremony using this host called March in Order. Um, and basically what's going to happen is that anyone who's willing to commence is going to be able to create their own slide. And they ask that you preferably use a professional photo, such as you and your graduation cap, or maybe a suit and tie, whatever suits your need. And basically from there, you'll just ha- have a little slide with your name and your family and friends will be able to reach that website. And is this on a scheduled day that they're holding this online? Yes. Yeah, so they're going to, what, what it's going to be is that on Friday, May 22nd at 6.30 p.m., those students that submitted their slides are going to be able to view them, and it'll be a little slideshow with some music playing in the background, and you'll be able to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and even have your own special hashtag to go along with it. Right. Was there anything else discussed? Yeah, so one of the things also discussed was the future and the uncertainty of the 2020 fall semester that President Goldsmith had Mm. mentioned. Um, As of right now, the college doesn't want to make any predictions of what can and cannot happen. So they're taking everything day by day at this moment. Right. And then I know you mentioned um, to the Academic Senate President Carla Kirk was there and the Public Information Officer Kathy Bonilla. 
out? Did they speak to anything yeah, in particular? Yeah, so Carla Kirk really just solidified the faith that she has in students to be able to continue this strange times we're going through. And the transition to online for a lot of students hasn't been as smooth as they would have liked. But Carla Kirk, um, she just basically offered some moral support. And, and Kathy just... Kathy worked a lot, a lot with Sean because she's part of the people that usually help create the commencement ceremony and for them they had to pick up something right away so Kathy addressed everyone's concerns and questions about the transition over to marching order right and that's Sean Henderson Correct. dean of students okay okay was there anything else you noticed at the address that deserved attention or uh, students should know yeah, one about? of the things that I think students should be looking out for is that the state center foundation is they have created an emergency fund for students that are struggling um, during this crisis. And the foundation is actually offering to match donations up to $30,000 for anyone that's interested in donating. And there is going to be an application sometimes in the next couple of weeks, according to Dr. Goldsmith. So students should be on the lookout for that. Right. Well, thank you so much uh, for letting us know and keeping us updated. My name is John Bruce, and you're listening to The Herd. And we're back with Ben Hensley here, who's going to talk to us a little bit about the band and choir transition to online classes. Now, I understand you've been in some musical circles before. Why would it be difficult for uh, a choir to transition Well, as opposed to another class where you can... Uh, wait for a minute to get feedback. Uh, everything is less, I guess you could say, in the moment. And when I say that, it gets you know kind of misconstrued into saying, oh, well, I need to get information as soon as possible. Yes, but at the same time, the tempo of the information doesn't matter quite as much. Um, so not only are you dealing with a um, uh, really a, a practice, in this case, a class, um, in which everybody has to time out perfectly. There are levels, there are sound levels, volume levels uh, that make it difficult. Uh, I would say this is just from my personal thoughts. This, again, this isn't, you know, uh, coming from anybody but myself, my own personal experiences. Um, I would see Zoom as being a very difficult thing to have a group uh, such as choir or band or really any musical group um, performing or even practicing through. That being said, um, one of our reporters, uh, Kieran Kaur, she went out and uh, did talk to um, our choir director uh, here at Fresno City College, uh, Julie Dana. Um, she's in charge of three groups, uh, Symphonic Choir, City Singers, and Fresno City Chorale. Um, and her experience with Zoom has been, it's been mixed. Um, uh, she led us on to the information that some uh, professors uh, have been having their students r record their own parts through Zoom. Um, the other day, uh, she had said that she had muted her class, um, but left her accompanist uh, still on microphone so that her accompanist could play the part on the piano while her class sang in their own individual setting. So it's been a very interesting tra transition from what, uh, from what Julie has uh, led on to um, in the article. Right. I imagine it's, it's difficult to where there might be some delays over zoom or some, um, you know, misinformation based on hearing or something. Uh, it might be difficult to, um, conduct a full group of 40 or more people to sing at the same exactly. time. At the same um, I, I think we may be waiting a little while on our zoom concerts. 
<laughs> yeah, which is, uh, oh, I quite think it'd be interesting yeah, to, to watch, but <laughs> the practicality of it might be a little bit in the works. Right. No, I understand our our band too. The Wind Ensemble, in particular, has uh, they were they were going to go to Carnegie. Uh, obviously, that has all been canceled or postponed. Um, can you speak a little bit about what that transition has been like? Um, well, the transition that, uh, that that's been like for uh, some of the band students. Um, actually, uh, student Stephen Diaz uh, mentioned that uh, the transition it really has halted everything that they do in a one-on-one or a group setting, such as symphonic band or you know any type of choir. Right. Um, and he said that the Zoom meetings have been effective when it comes to um, his other classes. Uh, Stephen said, but. Um, in the performance classes, it does not work nearly as well. Gotcha. And then has there been, I, I know, has there been any news about Carnegie in particular or or those concerts that they would have had if this pandemic As of right happen? now, I have heard nothing more um, other than that it has just been uh, canceled. Um, I've not heard whether it's postponed um, or not. Uh, but I do know at this uh, at this time it has been canceled, of course, because I actually believe that the date is passed. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do you have any other information for how that? Um, I really been going? don't at this time. Um, but make sure you you know uh, keep keep your ears to the podcast and your eyes to the website because we're doing our best to try to keep all of the information as up to date as possible. Thank you so much for listening to the herd. Please keep your uh, feeds updated. Every Wednesday we're uh, release a new episode and uh, keep you updated on the happenings at Fresno City College. You can also read our coverage at therampageonline.com where we update all of our stories weekly.